Hey, this is Pastor Walt from Impact Church in Lake Wells, Florida. And uh, this is the uh, number four podcast of a series of 10 that I'm putting together as it pertains to the book of Revelation and different prophetic uh, books in the Bible. I ask them the question, um, does it matter? Uh, are these things relevant? Uh, is there is there indeed a bridge out down the road somewhere? Is What, what do we need to know? And so... Um, in my previous podcast, I highlighted eight different items that we're going to take a look at. And um, the first one that we're gonna go through today is the rapture of the church. Is it gonna happen? When is it gonna happen? Uh, what what do we need to be looking for? How can we be ready? And so looking forward to this uh, particular podcast, I pray that, uh, that you enjoy this thing. I pray that God blesses you as you join me in these podcasts. Thank you ever so much. In Revelation chapter 4, the Bible says, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. So you and I are encouraged to take a look at the book of Revelation, and we can see what is going to be coming. So as we continue our study of last things, we do need to establish a foundation to work from. Um, And with that said, let me just give you some quick starting points. The first starting point, um, background, the book of Revelation was written by John, and that's the same John uh, who was a disciple of Jesus. He also wrote the Gospel of John as well as the books of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. The word revelation comes from the Greek word apocalypsis, from where we derive the word apocalypse. Now, when I say the word apocalypse, most people uh, get in their minds an image of some kind of end, end of the world cataclysmic event, some kind of atomic bomb, mushroom cloud, and human carnage. The word apocalypse does not mean the end of the world. Uh, The word apocalypse, apocalypsis, means to unveil or to pull the veil or cover away that is hiding something. So the book of Revelation, or apocalypsis, lets us see Jesus in his glory and unveils to us future events, uh, that is, prophetic events yet to come. This unveiling allows us to see Christ's triumphant return and final defeat of Satan and all evil, as well as the establishment of God's eternal kingdom under the rulership of Christ and the creation of the new heaven and new earth. The second starting point I want us to to look at, I, I believe it is absolutely critical to understand the book of Revelation through the lens of the first five words of the book, which read the revelation of Jesus Christ. The book of Revelation reveals Jesus. As uh, as we move forward, please keep this in mind. The book of Revelation reveals Jesus Christ and the book of Revelation serves a second purpose 
it reveals to followers of Jesus what is going to happen in the future. So let, let me read the first three verses of Revelation. Uh, in the, new, in the uh, new International Version, it reads, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw. That is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. All too often, um, eager followers and readers of Revelation lose perspective of these first three verses and of the book of Revelation. Too much attention can quickly be given to, to trying to figure out uh, who the Antichrist is going to be or what the true meaning of the number 666 is or what the seven heads and the ten horns of the beast represent. Yes, it's it is good and right to study these things, but the important thing to keep central is the understanding that the book serves to reveal Jesus and let us know what's coming. This brings us to the third starting point that I have because it relates so closely to what I just said, and that is the starting point that I call relevance relevance. It never fails. From time to time, people come up with the latest theories from the book of Revelation that starts us chasing secret number uh, sequences or secret codes or uh, secret theories from Greek or Hebrew letters and words. We get sidetracked on the actual geographical location of a lake of fire or if the latest president or whichever opposing party we're affiliated with, if the latest president is the Antichrist or not. If we get away from the purpose of the book of Revelation, revealing Jesus or taking the veil away from future happenings, we find ourselves chasing all kinds of irrelevant theories, um, analogies, metaphors. Let's stick to the purpose of the book. Let's not get caught up in what is irrelevant. Now, Revelation is not a, a scary book to read. It's, it's not a hard book to read. For the follower of Jesus, the book of Revelation is a spectacular uh, revelation of who Jesus is and, and where we will find ourselves in eternity in, in the presence of God. And we will find out the things which must shortly take place. The fourth and final starting point that we have is this. I, I need us to remember that the rapture of the church and the second coming of Jesus are two separate events. I know that at times these events, these events are spoken of as synonymous, but they are not the same thing. They do not happen at the same time. I say that because there are some things uh, that have to happen yet uh, for the second coming of Jesus, but there is nothing prophetic that needs to happen before the rapture of the church. It could happen at any moment. The rapture 
of the church could happen before this podcast is over. There are some wonderful, God-loving theologians who disagree with me on that statement. In truth, there are, there are three major schools of thought regarding when the rapture will happen in, uh, in the prophetic timeline. There are those who believe, and I am one of these, that, uh, that we believe that the rapture will happen before the seven-year period known as the tribulation. There are others uh, who believe that the rapture will happen halfway through the tribulation. In other words, people who follow Jesus will go through the first half of the tribulation or three and a half years, and then we'll be, we'll be raptured. The, the third group of people are those who believe that the rapture will happen after the seven years of tribulation. They believe that God's people will endure the entire tribulation. Now, I'm not going to get into the nuances of each of these theories. Uh, those who believe differently than I do are still my brothers and sisters in Christ. God has a plan, and he gives us his word that we can look ahead and see what's coming. He unveils for us what is going to take place. For those who are ready, it's going to be glorious. For those who are not ready, it's going to be pure torment for the rest of eternity. So why do I believe that the next event to happen in the prophetic timeline is the rapture of the church? Well, let's take a look at scripture. Uh, in the, uh, the New Living Translation of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, it reads, And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. First, the Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Then, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. So the gospel writer is telling us to encourage each other that uh, when Jesus comes, those of us who are alive uh, are going to meet the Lord in the, in the air. Um, whenever the dead in Christ will rise, then those of us who are alive will meet Jesus uh, in the air. We, we take a look at the gospel of John chapter 14. Uh, Let not your heart be troubled, Jesus says. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also, and where I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus is going uh, to prepare a place. He's told his disciples he's going. Uh, there's a place that's being prepared. And when that trumpet sound happens, we're going to be with Jesus in that place. That's a, a powerful picture of, of what the rapture is. Uh, Matthew chapter 24, uh, again, Jesus is teaching here when he says, then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be gathering at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. So that bodes the question that we're talking about today. Will the church, will the followers of Jesus go through the tribulation? We're told repeatedly in the New Testament to be watchful for the Lord's appearing. We're never told to watch for the tribulation. Uh, we're, we're told to watch for the appearing of Christ, not, not the Antichrist. We see this clearly in 1 Thessalonians. Uh, the word says, and wait for his son from heaven. It, uh, the Bible does not say to wait for the great tribulation. It says, wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus. And then it clearly says, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Uh, the word is very clear that we're to wait for Jesus, who was raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. We are told here to wait for a return, not a tribulation. We are told that Jesus will deliver us from the wrath to come. Luke, uh, the Gospel of Luke chapter 21 says, Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. I've been told that I'm just an escapist. And I, to that I freely say, yes, I, I plan to escape the tribulation that Jesus told us that we can pray to escape it. And if, uh, if we were going to go through it, Jesus would not have said, pray to escape it. Uh, Revelation chapter three, again, Jesus, uh, he is speaking to the church of Philadelphia, said, because you have kept my command to persevere, I always will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Jesus himself declared that there is a way to avoid the tribulation. Uh, one of the main reasons that I believe that Jesus is coming for us before the tribulation is because of Matthew chapter 24 and verse 36. In the New King James, it reads, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. So why do I believe that this verse shows that Jesus is coming for us before the tribulation? Well, part of end time events include a seven-year treaty between the Antichrist and Israel, as well as other nations. Uh, these seven years coincide with the tribulation on the earth. Um, we already talked about um, the rapture and spending seven years in paradise. Uh, the seven years of paradise, the seven years of tribulation, and this treaty all coincide with the same time frame. 
So halfway through the seven-year treaty, according to scripture, exactly 1,260 days, the Antichrist is going to break that treaty by an abominable act. Then exactly 1,260 days after that is the second coming of Jesus. So since no one knows the exact day or hour of the rapture, neither the mid-tribulation theory nor the post-tribulation theory can be correct. If they were correct, we would be able to count the exact days, 1,260 days from the signing of that seven-year treaty and know the exact day of Jesus's return. So finally, I believe that the church will be raptured before the tribulation because the church is not mentioned in any of the tribulation passages of scripture. After Revelation chapters two and three, which contain the seven messages to the churches, there is no further mention of the church or churches. That is because the people that make up the church, that is followers of Jesus, will not be on the earth. They will be at the judgment seat of Christ, receiving their rewards for works done on the earth and at the glorious marriage supper of the Lamb. Again, you do not want to miss this. You, you want to have a right relationship with God before all this happens. Before the days of the tribulation, there's going to be a shout and a trumpet sound. Those who do not belong to Christ are going to hear these sounds. They're going to wonder what in the world it was for. That They're going to find out later that millions, if not billions of people, mysteriously vanished in a moment, the Bible says, in the twinkling of an eye. The dead in Christ will rise up out of their graves. Those of us who are alive and are followers of Christ in a moment are going to be changed. And in that moment, we're going to be like Jesus in our forever glorified bodies. We will meet the Lord in the air. That, that is the rapture of the church. And it will happen before the tribulation that is to come. My friend, I'm looking forward to our next podcast coming up. We're going to be talking about the, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Uh, we're going to be talking about rewards that we're going to receive. I, I encourage you, make sure you tune in. God bless you.